This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Screamers and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 261, maybe? I don't know. They don't let us do numbers on iTunes anymore, so I don't know. But tonight is a very special episode because it's going to be all patron picks. Yes, picks selected by the top tiers of my Patreon subscribers, my super duper screamers. Yes, so we're going to be looking at two movies. One, Forget Me Not, from 2009, and the other, Anguish, from 1987. And oh boy, what a treat are we in for tonight. Oh golly gee whiz. But before we go any further, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh. Hi, 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 hi. And twice a month, every month, I am your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. But you're going to have to see them through my very, very gay little eyes. I don't know what that means, but you're going to find out what that means because I don't know. It's unpredictable shit is what I'm going to say. I don't know what's going to do. Okay, before we go any further, let's just get this part out of the way now. Smoochie watch, yeah, it's a data. What's going on with that cat? Oh my goodness, I've lost my vet tech. Yeah, so Smoochie has not had her bandage on her tail for a while, for a couple of weeks now. Cynthia moved away, and I can't get a replacement. The only replacement wants like a hundred dollars to do what she was doing for twenty. I can't afford that. And so far, she's holding okay. She's holding okay. She hasn't hurt herself much. There's two scrapes, which are permanent scars that keep opening up, but there's no new stuff. So I'm just holding out for the best. So that's what's going on with her. That's what's going on with her. As I've, of course, I just got to worry about this cat constantly. I can't ever have a nice, nice, you know, calm week with her. There's always got to be something for me to fret about because if I wasn't fretting, I wouldn't be super cat daddy, I suppose. But that's Smoochie much. And that's what's going on there. Aside from that, things have been quiet at Scream Queen's headquarters. I wish I had more to report. I wish I had more to report. Um, I've been going to the movies a lot, but if you were a Patreon subscriber, you would know that because all the new releases are getting covered over there. I'm not going to be talking about them here. No, no, no. My super screamers will usually find out by Friday morning whether or not the new release of the week is worth what, in my opinion, Spending your money on to see in the theaters. That's one of those stupid perks that you get over there. But the one thing I did get to do, I got to go to Radio City Music Hall to see Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Live. Yeah, it was their farewell concert. The show's run its course. And it was kind of cool and kind of lame. And at the show, I mean... (laughs) For 30 bucks, it was great. I mean, it was a cool show. It was nice. I got to hang out with my friend Lawrence, who's a goofball. But it needed a Jumbotron. 
Yeah, we're up on the balcony, and it, the greatest city is massive. It's a huge space, and so there was just teeny tiny people, and it's, I, we couldn't tell who was who and what was what, and it was it was it was all right. You know, it was fine. It was fine. It was a night out. It was a night out. So I can can I complain? Yes. Apparently, yes, I can. Aside from that, things are very quiet. So if you're wondering, what is this Patreon business now? Patreon is a way for you to support the show. And when you become a Patreon subscriber, you get access to the exclusive Final Reel feed. Of course, the Final Reel is the place where all Scream Queens need to be and dream about being. And you'll get a monthly newsletter, video newsletter. You'll get... You get updates on whether the new release of the week is cool or not. You know, you guys should go see it in the theater. And you'll get a surprise every month as well. And you'll get access to certain things. The new things are coming up. If, if I'm going to be trying something out new for the show, it's going to be happening over there first. And if the patrons like it, it'll happen over here. But you'll get first dibs over there. So if you are a super fan of the show, www.patreon.com slash screamqueens. Become a subscriber. Check it out. Be among the cool kids. And one of the perks for certain levels is you get to take over the show. Like Chris Schaefer and Tara Gardner have done today. So, why don't we get right down to it and deliver their rewards. First up, Chris. So, the first of the movies that we are going to be looking at, suggested by my beautiful, beautiful Patreon Super Screamers, comes from listener Chris, Chris Schaffer. And Chris wants me to talk about the movie Forget Me Not. And here's the thing, kids. I talked about Forget Me Not a long, long time ago, but since it was not featured, it was just one of those things I talked about incidentally, like in the warm-up, because at the time it wasn't like scoring high enough for me to rave about it or badly enough for me to rip it to shreds either that I just gave it a couple of minutes of yap and here we go. But Chris wants me to yap a whole lot more about Forget Me Not. And man, what a depressing movie. What a depressing movie. You Patreon subscribers are trying to kill me. Between this and anguish, I'm going to throw myself out the damn window. But anyway, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. You know what we're going to do? Patrick's gonna stop bitching. He's gonna play the trailer to Forget Me Not. Yeah! 
Now, I'm not really sure how much of the story you were able to garnish from that trailer, but trail uh, from the trailer. But forget me not is the story of a group of friends led by Sandy. Sandy, who's blonde and perky, and she's going to Stanford with her twin brother, and everything's groovy, and her life's perfect. She just graduated from college, but something really bad is happening because what's happening is that one by one by one, all of her shitty friends are disappearing, but not just disappearing. They're being erased, as in they're dying horrible, bloody, violent, gruesome deaths, but then nobody remembers them at all, as if they never existed. Nobody remembers them, except Sandy. There was a lot of potential to be had here. There's a lot of elements here that could have worked a lot better than it is. Now, I'm not completely writing the movie off. First of all, this movie is way too long. Way, way too long. In an hour and 40 minutes, it is way too long. There's a, so many scenes that could have been trimmed because there's lessening returns as the movie goes on, but we'll get into that. But one of the greatest existential dreads of being human is not being remembered when we're gone. And this movie really could have tapped into that. And possibly one of the ways they could have tapped into that is to given us a cast is to have given us a cast of characters that weren't just cardboard cutout slasher movie stereotype characters. They're all overly attractive, overly rich, overly privileged, oversexed, and overly Caucasian. So that you could have given us characters that when they disappeared the loss of them meant something. But that doesn't happen here. But See, it all goes back to way, 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 way back. They, Sandy had befriended a little girl named Angela. Angela was very sick. Angela was an orphan. Angela lived at the convent. And they used to play a special little game in the graveyard. You know, a little chase the ghost kind of game. Games for midnight, games you shouldn't be playing alone in the graveyard, ever, 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 ever. And Angela got a huge attachment to Sandy, but then something happened. And, uh, well, Sandy and her friends did a bad thing, as we find out as the movie goes on. I'm not going to get specific about it, because, you know, you can, if you want to watch the movie, I don't want to spoil it for you too much. But it left Angela in a coma with a grudge to bear. And over time, Sandy and her friends have forgotten Angela. But Angela hasn't forgotten them. And as revenge, Angela wants to make sure that they're forgotten forever. The one thing I enjoyed was that young Angela, the little girl, is played by a very young Bella Thorne, given one of the best performances in the movie. I wanted to see more of her. I really felt for this young girl's character more than I felt for anybody else in the film because, like I said, they're just trashy, trashy, rich white kids with not a lot of personality. It's just <laughs> bleh, bleh. And it's a shame because the movie is well made. It looks good. The special effects are not so great. Uh, there's some CGI nonsense that's weird. And as Angela is collecting her, her new sets of friends, if you would like, they get to hunt the, the future victims is in like, you know, it's the, you know, one kid disappears, the next kid dis is chased by Angela and that kid. 
the next kid is chased by the first two. And you know what I mean? It's just, it, it adds on. And adds, in other words, Angela is bringing these forgotten kids' souls over to her team to hunt the ones that remain. The special effects on them are odd, and the costumes are odd. The costumes, I don't know, they just reminded me of something out of a Chris Angel show, and they're literally being held together with electrical tape. And it's a choice because it's prominently featured that they are being held together with electrical tape, and I don't know why. It just looks cheap. It kind of almost looks like chains, but it's clearly not chains because it's clearly electrical tape. So I don't know what they were going for here. But there's also what I keep saying about lessening returns is that every time somebody disappears, Sandy has to go through the whole rigmarole of convincing everybody else that something else is going on. It's kind of like what was explored later on in Happy Death Day. But not as well done. And it gets tiresome, which is unfortunate. And as for gay content, there is none to be seen. Although, if you want to stretch it, you can possibly say that Angela has the buddings of a lesbian crush on whatever her name is, the main girl, maybe. But that's a stretch. But overall, there's not much there. But there is some, you know, decent shirtless, generic white dudes to look at every now and then. If you're into that sort of thing, I, I my tastes are a little more specific than that. But, you know, hey, if that's your thing, rock on with yourself. There's plenty here for you. And what's his name shows up? Why did he just blank out of my head? What, what's the pirate movie guy? Pirate movie guy? Pirate movie guy? Chris Atkins shows up for a hot second. As Sandy's dad, I'm like, is that Chris Atkins? Is that Chris Atkins? Is that Chris Atkins? He shows up for a hot second and then never disappears. Which was a moment of excitement. You know, I thought, well, maybe he'll do something trashy or coked out. But no, he doesn't get the opportunity to. It's an interesting little movie, but kind of a miss. There are some great moments. There is something really sad that could have been tapped into. I mean, to just think that you go through this horrible, agonizing, lonely, painful death and nobody mourns you. Nobody even remembers you. That's horrifying. That's horrifying. And it's never really tapped into how eternal that curse is. Which is, I guess, if maybe it was about an older group of people or, or a more well-written group of people, people who had something to contribute to society, because these kids pretty much had nothing but, as they say in, in um, Heather's, had nothing but you know AIDS jokes and date rape. That's pretty much all these kids had going for them. For the most part. Except for, except for Sandy. He's going to suffer because she's great. Because she's brilliant. Ah, everybody loves her. Ah. Some of the gore effects are nice. Um, but unfortunately, they're front-loaded. The kills get tamer as the movie goes along as well, which is unfortunate. It kind of stacks everything towards the front. I appreciated the kind of slow atmosphere that it was going for. The slow burn that... The, director was trying to get but it just doesn't work unfortunately this would have worked well in a slow burn thing rather than a fast-paced atmosphere this kind of slowly disappearing from the universe kind of feel inextricable stop can't stop it kind of thing but it just falls flat unfortunately i i really wanted to like it this time around i didn't hate it it's not the worst movie you're ever going to see but it's it's unfortunately no pun intended forgettable.
And I think that's pretty much what I said last time as well. So my opinion, Chris, has not changed. And I might come back and do some diddly bops on this because I don't know what else to say. And uh, the other thing is that the cast that they do have, aside from being having nothing to contribute to society, I can't keep them straight. The guys all look the same. The girls kind of all look the same, and they're all the same character for the most part. They're all just kind of this super cool high school kids being super cool. Uh, there's one nerdy guy who stands out, fine, and that's about it. Everybody else is a big blur, so I'm not feeling any loss when somebody drops out of the movie because I don't know them. We've had no time with them, and there's no thing, there's nothing about them that makes me regret them vanishing from the movie. And that's really kind of harsh to say when you think about it, like, wow, well, that person just got erased from eternity, and you have nothing good to say about them. S sorry, sorry. I think it needed a more mature setting, perhaps, with a different group of people. And I don't know, the whole thing about people being punished over a children's game that you played a billion years ago is so tired and so worn out. I mean, to inflict this kind of punishment on someone over a kid's game is in itself childish. I would have liked them to have done something more awful or more original because it's kind of just 80s standard crap. This, you know, stuff they did in prom night. Same kind of thing. Killers are coming. Killers are coming. It's the same kind of thing that winds up putting Angela in a coma, which then nobody remembers. Another thing that always fascinates me in movies is how people don't remember things that happen. Like this major thing happened and nobody remembers it. Yeah, that's a conceit of the film, and what can you do? You won't hate yourself for watching it, but, Chris, I didn't love myself either. But I still love you! I still love you! And thank you for suggesting me re revisit this, even though it's <laughs> odd to be doing this on Memorial Day. It is a day of remembrance, and I'm doing a movie about forgetting people! So I don't know, Chris, what are you trying to do to me? What are you trying to do to me? My goodness gracious. Uh... And even Allison Wacky would be upset because no boobs. No boobs. No boobs. With the cast this slutty, you should have at least gotten one boob in here somewhere. Some side boob something. No boob. No. Forget, no, forget me not. Forget no boobs. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. So that's that one. And now on to anguish. And oh boy. This one's going to be rough. So the second feature that has been picked by my Patreon Super Screamers comes from Little Miss Tara Gardner. Tara Gardner, what a sweetheart of a gal. I mean, if I ask for a volunteer for anything, Tara is like right there. She is like the second in command, like the unspoken second in command of the Scream Queens podcast of these days. So I was delighted when I got this DVD in the mail from her. And I said, oh, golly gee, great. Tara has great taste. What the fuck, Tara? What the fuck, Tara? This movie is promptly, pro properly titled Anguish because this was horrifying to sit through. Oh, my goodness. Let's take a listen to the trailer, shall we? Shall we? I don't know. Do I just want to back out of this now? I don't know. Okay, let's listen to the trailer. Fine. Mrs. Pressman had high hopes for her son, John. John is your best boy, isn't he, Mother? Yes, John. 
You're my best boy and the best surgeon in town. But the world conspired against him. I told you to take these things out of my eyes. Don't get upset. I, I Take them out. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Oh, sorry. Until John found a way to please his mother. Well, you did a good job, John. Add to his collection. All the eyes of the city will be ours. And even get into the movies. One place. You have no idea what it's like to really suffer. When you disobey mother? Anguish. So Anguish is a movie out of Barcelona, Spain. Which I guess means it should be called Anguish. Anguish. Because that's funny, right? It's a funny joke to make. It's a funny joke to make before we get into absolute weirdness. And it stars Zelda Rubenstein from... From Poltergeist. Yeah, okay, cool, great. And it also stars uh, Michael Lerner. Oh, I love him. He's always big and he's cuddly and he's goofy and he's always funny. And, and and it'll be a fun movie, right? Oh, God. Oh, Jesus, God. This is some experimental wackadoodle craziness. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what was going on. First of all, like if you get warned at the beginning that there's use of um, hypnotic imagery and sounds and also subliminal things. So if you start feeling weird... You best turn off the movie and walk away. Now you have to understand, I use hypnosis all the time. I listen to sleep hypnosis because I always have trouble getting to sleep. So I am super susceptible to this kind of bullshit. So I'm like, oh great, here we go. So I was fighting this movie quite a bit. Quite a bit. Because the thing is, it's, it, okay, so it, it starts and we have Michael Lerner. He's weird. He works in some kind of ophthalmology. He's a surgeon, but he's also obsessed with eyes because he's going blind from diabetes. And Zelda Rubenstein is his crazy mom. And, 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 and there's pigeons, and, and there's snails, and there's spirals, and there's, there's snails on pigeons. There's pigeons on snails. There's eyes. There's blades. There's blood. There's chanting. There's, I, don't know what, there's, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. It's so weird. Tara, this movie is weird. <laughs> I love you to pieces, but what the fuck did you make me watch? Oh my goodness gracious. And so, okay, so he's obsessed with eyes, but his mom keeps hypnotizing him to do bad things like kill people and make the eyes of the cities there. So he's going around and killing people and cutting out their eyes. And there's this really long, 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 long hypnotic sequence where we discover that this is actually not happening. This is a movie. And now we're with a movie audience watching this movie who are getting hypnotized by this movie. So we have a movie within a movie. And so the events of the movie that they're watching starts happening in the theater. The uh, Michael Lerner is breaking into a movie theater. Mixing them up the audience and slowly killing people one at a time and cutting out their eyes. And meanwhile, there's somebody in this real-time movie theater who's also hunting down people one at a time and shooting them to death. And 
let me just say a few things right now. Okay, like, we're focusing on these two teenage girls who were in the movie theater watching the movie within the movie. Okay, we got Patty and we got Linda. Okay, we got big sweater Patty who's like big cry baby wants to go home and really listen to Patty. Listen to Patty. And Linda's being a big-ass bitch. You know why? Because her name is Linda. That's why. Right? Never go to the movies with Linda. Linda's always going to fuck up your day. Like, no, I don't know. No, your friend is freaking the fuck out. Take your friend the fuck home. Take your friend the fuck home. She's ruining the movie for everybody, especially you just take your friend the fuck home before she pees herself and her big sweater. But does Linda do that? No. No. No, 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 no. So it's, this movie is insanity. It is physically painful to sit there. And not that it's bad. It's that it's unpleasant. And part of that is because I think that how Zelda Rubenstein is in this movie is how she was in real life. I can kind of picture her like this on a day-to-day basis. Because what I've heard from people who've worked with her, that she was not a particularly nice person, nor was she particularly easy to work with. So I can picture this shit going on with Zelda Rubenstein. Chanting and shit and making snails out of the ride on pigeons for some... I don't know what was going on with the snails and the pigeons. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. Just let's move aside. Let's move aside. Let's get on with our lives. Let's get on with our lives. Let's move on. The main movie was freaking me the fuck out. Like I said, we had this very, very long hypnotic sequence that I had to skip through most of. A, because it was getting boring. B, it was giving me a headache. And this is the kind of thing that I will slip. I can feel my brain going, I recognize these sounds. I'm going to slip into a more receptive state. No, Patrick, don't slip into a receptive state right now. Not during a horror movie. That's a bad idea. So I didn't. So I just skipped forward ahead until some shit started happening. And then shit starts happening. This gunman is running around the theater killing people in the ladies' room and then in the men's room. And the men's room is like a massacre scene. It's like everybody who goes in the men's room dies. Like this man, men's room of death, man. It was like, holy shit. Just stay out of the men's room. Linda, why are you in the men's room anyway, Linda? It's not 2019 yet. You can't do that. I mean, I guess you can. Whatever. Whatever you get to do the movie. This movie's bananas. Absolutely bananas. I cannot say I enjoyed it. It's a trip. Because at a certain point, I'm like, okay, we're watching a movie within a movie about people watching a movie. So there's a movie within a movie within a movie, and then a movie within a movie within a movie within a movie. Did you follow all that? Because I really didn't. It all gets really surreal and dreamlike. There's some really grisly gore going on here. Wonderful 80s gore, mean gore. There's a fat girl who eats candy off the floor of the movie theater, which is the scariest part of the film for me. But it's... I, I, there are points where you don't know which movie you're watching, and that's, I guess, part of the fun. I did not find this movie fun. I cannot recommend it. I never want to see it again. Did I enjoy the experience overall? Yes, because I'm babbling like a crazy person, and I'm getting crazy material out of it. Holy shit, and now there's firecrackers going on outside because it's Memorial Day. Or is it? Or I'm in a movie about Memorial Day. I don't know. I'm yelling into my microphone. Oh, my gosh. This movie is bananas. I think it's streaming on Prime. If you want to check it out, it is very, 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 very art film. Very, very experimental. Don't expect any conscious through lines. Don't expect any plot lines to make any sense. Don't expect any character's behavior to make any sense. Expect a lot of, like, big mustaches and plaid suits and, like, people in, like, like everybody was wearing floods, man. Nobody's, nobody's pants came behind their ankles. Was that a thing that I missed? Did I miss that thing? Was that a Barcelona thing? Barcelona pants styles? I don't know. Everybody wears floods. I don't know why. It's crazy. It's anguish. I'm in anguish over that. I don't know what's happening. But the snails and the pigeons and everything. I don't know. Zelda Rubenstein. I don't know. Now I'm, now I'm speaking with a Barcelona list permanently. I don't know what's happening. What did this movie do to me, Tara? <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs>
Creepy movie, weird movie. I never need to see it again. Am I glad I saw it once? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Thank you, Tara, for ruining my night. <laughs> but for making this podcast. But, boy, for what this movie lacks in sense, it sure makes, makes up in imagery and weirdness. And if that's the kind of thing you're in for, then you will enjoy the hell out of anguish. If you like your movies more straightforward, not really for you. But, man, it's giving me the creepy oogies, and I don't like it. And I'll probably like it tomorrow. I like the creepy oogies tomorrow, but since I'm in the middle of them right now, fuck you, Tara. <laughs> I say that with love. Fuck you for giving me the oogies when I didn't want the oogies. Oh, my gosh. Well, at least it didn't leave me with no taste in my mouth. Yeah, I mean, give, me, give me a bad taste rather than no taste. And it certainly left a taste. And maybe it's snails. I don't know. I've never had snails. What do they call snails? Escargot. Escargot? How about escargot? No. What's happening? <sighs> That was a lot of words to get out in like eight minutes. I just spat all that out. My goodness, now I need to go lay down for a really long time. Let's take a break and take a breather and try to get that scalpel out of our eyes. Yes, yes, take the scalpel out of your eyes. There's no scalpel in your eyes. You're fine. Everything's fine. There's no scalpel in your eyes. There's no scalpel in your eyes. There's no scalpel in your eyes. Because it's in your throat! So that, my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful screamers, is going to wrap things up for this episode. Wow, things got intense there for a minute there. Am I right? Of course I'm right. So there's no voicemail or email this week, so which is a little concerning. I haven't heard from people in a while, but, you know, it's okay. I know you're out there. I know you're out there. I know you're listening. It's all fine. But, you know, would it kill you to pick up the phone sometime? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But seriously, please. Give your old grandpa a call sometime. I'm always sitting here waiting by the phone. It would be delightful to hear from you. And in order to do that, you pick up your phone and you dial 917-720-2047. Or you can write grandpa at crew at screamqueens.com. Of course, that's always queens with a Z. Or you can find him on Facebook. You can find him on Facebook and do a search on uh, Scream Queens for Horror Gets Gay. Find him there or on Twitter at Scream Queens or even on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. So many fun ways to find Grandpa and leave him a message and say hi to let him know that you still care and love him. Yeah, so what's coming up in the next few weeks? Okay, so next time around, I have a couple more patrons to hunt down who are eligible to take over the episode, uh, take over the show for an episode. I'm going to try to hunt them down and get them to pick a movie. And if not, it's okay. I got a back to a plan. <laughs> that sounded dirty. But you know what? Perfectly fine if it sounds dirty because you know why? It's the beginning of June, which means what? It's Gay Pride Month. It's Gay Pride Month. I don't know what that rhythm was going with that melodic line. I don't know what that was. It was a new thing. It was a new thing. So, if I don't hear from anybody, next time around I'm going to be covering the gay horror movie B&B independent movie that's been on my list for a while that I have not seen yet and it's just about damn time and after that we're going to have the big gay pride super episode where I'm going to be joined by everybody's favorite scaredy cat Doug Shapiro and Scott the Seder from the Seder Sphere and we are going to be talking about the most terrifying LGBT horror movie 
ever made, one that I've been too frightened to cover on the show, and I think you're going to be too frightened to listen to. Do you know what I'm talking about? Can't Stop the Music, featuring the village people. Yep, it's time, kids. But that's not a horror movie, to which I say, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Dare I say, yes, it is. Can't Stop the Music. Oh, my goodness. And it's just in time for a big Blu-ray release. So you can get your Blu-ray copy and listen along at home. Uh, play along at home. Whatever you're going to do. I don't know why. If you really want to buy Can't Stop the Music. <laughs> which you might. Who knows? Who knows? I have a different strokes for different folks, people. So... I do have to point out that after the big gay pride episode is when Scream Queens goes bye-bye, bye-bye. It's time for Daddy to take his hiatus. Yeah, I'm going to be taking July and August off as I do every year. But does that mean I'm not working? No, it means I'm starting work on recording the episodes for the Halloween countdown potathon to benefit new alternatives and help some LGBT homeless teenagers get off the street, not just for life, but for good. No rest for the wicked. And daddy is wicked. Am I daddy or my grandpa? I don't want to am. I'm whatever you want me to be. Just, just, just give me a second to stretch out. Sorry, I'm not as limber as I used to be. Wow, this got really uncomfortable. Hey, topic change before we go. I just want to give a certain little plug. Since we brought up Mr. Doug Shapiro, everyone's favorite scaredy cat. Doug has been doing a series of readings online and doing Facebook Live videos, uh, reading various works by this author named Joel Durfner. And I guessed it on one of these episodes, and I'll put a link in the show notes. But I do want to plug this book that, that he's been reading from called Swish, colon, My Quest to Become the Gayest Person Ever. It is freaking hilarious. You can watch Doug read excerpts from it. You can watch me help Doug read excerpts from it and play Vanna White for him badly. And have a great time. But please check out Joel, Joel Durfner's works. Very funny, man. And is he the gayest man ever? I don't know. We'll have to have a swish off and find out. Swish, swish, swish. So, of course, if you've liked what you've heard, if you want to take over the show someday, if you are a super fan of the show and you just can't get enough, if you want more of what's going on here, if like twice a month isn't enough for you, then you should become a super screamer. You should become a patron of the show. And to do that, you head on over to www.patreon.com slash screamqueens. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show and get be access get access to all sorts of exclusive, exclusive, exclusive bonus, bonus, bonus material not featured anywhere else but on the final real feed. Does that sound good to you? What well, it better. Head on over, become a patron today. Last thing, I'm recording this on Memorial Day, and I want to give, I just want to say, whatever problems I have with the current administration, I have to give a heartfelt thank you to everyone who has given their lives in service of this country, who have literally given their all in their hopes to make the world a better place. And for that, you have my undying gratitude. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful screamers continue to make the world a creepier but more fabulous place. And never, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final reel, baby. 
unless the final reel is in a movie within a movie that Tara Garner sent you or a movie within a movie within a movie that Tara Garner sent you, in which case I don't can't help I can't help anybody. I don't know what's going on. I'm still traumatized. Uh. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Ew.